What's good, everyone? It is another Friday here on Tether Talk. I'm Naomi, and I'm so grateful, I'm humbled, and I'm honored to be here with you this evening. Listen, my apologies for uploading this late. I'm also going to be late on the live for the recap tonight. Um, it has been a very, very long week, a very draining week, a very taxing week, um, but not all because I'm just exhausted and feel like I have no rest. Um, it has been that way because I've been doing a lot <laughs> good and a lot of um, reflecting. And sometimes the reflecting can lead to just a place of humility that, that causes your soul to really reflect on what the Lord has brought you through and uh, where he's taking you and who is coming along with you on that journey. I will say this, um, maybe I'll share the details of this at another time, but I will say that I was in a very, very low place financially this week, and the Lord was faithful and showed himself faithful and provisional and generous through the, through the hands of my church family, and I'm so grateful to them. Um, up to this point, my family, my blood family, has been holding me down, and um, I came to a point where I was just like, man, I can't. The last two years, I've been able to kind of stand on my own, um, or at least uh, the uh, my approved own. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. You know, when you when you go through uh, a severed union, there are some things that are you are entitled to for the for the most part, um, based upon agreements and whatnot. So, you know, in that sense, I, I'm solid when it comes to that, and I've been able to steward that accordingly the last couple of years, but. Um, you know, some th sometimes things happen, schedules get mixed up, pay scales get missed, you know, schedules get mixed up, scales get mixed up, a whole bunch of stuff happens and you just find yourself in a position where you cannot get out of. And, um, yeah, I could not and did not feel right, uh, leaning on, on my family. And so I, um, I reached out to the body and, um, they became the hands of God for me this week and I'm so so humbled and grateful and cannot wait to be um, able to 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 do that for somebody else that being said I'm also exhausted because I've been on that hustle okay purpose is not easy uh, passion is is great and you're it's often fueled by adrenaline <laughs> Um, but when it comes to purpose, you got to keep going even when you don't feel it. You know what I mean? And you keep pressing, you keep enduring and you persevere and patient and remain patient. And, um, and then, and then you start to see the perfected work that God has been doing in you and through you over the years and throughout the time. And I'm really, really thankful. I'm very grateful to the Lord for being gracious to me, for being merciful toward me, um, and for allowing me to see in this time where he really wants me to be and how he wants me to live and with whom he wants me to do life. And I'm very grateful. So all that to say, I'm here today, Friday. I do not take my life lightly. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for, bre for breath in my lungs. I'm grateful for the ability of my limbs. I'm grateful for sanity of mind. Um, and for a heart that is willing to extend itself to people around me, um, and to my daughters and to my family and to you all as my tether family. I'm so grateful. So that is that. 
Second, I'm excited because I'm finally, 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 finally stepping out to do what it is I'm supposed to do. Um, I officially updated like my IG, my non-existent Instagram bio today. And I felt accomplished because <laughs> I was like, there it is. I finally did something. <laughs> oh man, it was crazy. I, I did it and I was like, I'm not even trying to be on this platform like that, but I got to do something. So I'm going to try to at least reintroduce myself to the social media space. Um, uh, however, per previous episodes, I am still not going to be engaging with social that much. Um, however, I will be engaging with it as much as is necessary for me to make sure that my net is cast wide enough to um, to bring in the women that God would have me bless. And I cannot do that if they don't know that I exist and what it is that God has given me through Tether exists. And so I will do it for that purpose. <laughs> Outside of that, I like being to myself, keeping myself myself, and that's how I'm going to keep it. Um, but yeah, so I did that today. I was mad accomplished. I was like, good job. And um, I'm going to continue doing that with all the other uh, platforms that I have chosen to participate um, with. Let's see. Um, right now, when you go to tethermission.com, you will still see um, an opportunity for you to sign up to be aware or to find out when I am relaunching the website. So... This is probably my first time ever asking y'all to give me your emails, like legit. Like at this point, it's been almost three years now and I'm like, I have not <laughs> remotely tried to connect in this way. So I did put um, an email capturing form on this page just so that I can keep in touch with you all and let you know about the banging, amazing things that are coming your way. Um, one being a workshop that I will be hosting for divorcees August 27th, 2022. That is Saturday, August 27th this year. And I'm excited about it. And you should be excited about it. If you know any divorced women, um, please share it with them. I would love, 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 love to meet the divorced women in your life or to meet you if you are a divorcee. Um, this workshop is going to be great. It is my introductory workshop. It will be the very first thing that I present specifically for Tether for Divorcees. And um, I expect it to be excellent in Jesus' name. I don't expect it to be perfect, but it will be excellent. And I'm going to do my best between now and then to ensure that the women who are part of this workshop leave with their heads held high, that they leave encouraged, that they leave um, more steadfast and clear about the future that God has in store for them. So... If you know a divorcee or if you are a sister divorcee, by all means, keep that date in mind. That is 8-27-22 and um, it will most likely be in the morning, about an hour and a half, maybe two. You know, your girl can talk and you get me in a dialogue. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? So yeah, there's that. I will be posting more information about that and we'll share the details with you guys as time progresses. Um, what else? That's all I'm doing right now. Um, there's something else that I will be doing on a personal note. Um, it's another one of my talents, my gifts. Y'all know I'm a writer, so 
I'm kind of like stepping back into that aspect of my talent pool, if you will. And um, just trying to find ways to, this is, this is really what it is. Tether is the dream. Tether is the baby. Okay. It is what the Lord over all these years of my experience, <laughs> the ups and the downs, the highs and lows, hills and valleys. It's the culmination of all of that. The choices, the grace, the redemption, the restoration, all of that. The children, the moving around, the instability, yet having peace in the midst of it. All of that, God has put together and giving it, given it to me through Tether, Tether Mission. Um, through this podcast, started with this podcast, and it, it's become something else. And I've been so grateful to see how God is, is putting that together. But I also know that following this particular vision is going to take time. And it is an intangible mission where every woman's experience with Tether is going to be different. I may have a plan, I have a vision that I've written down and I've made it plain as possible. But each woman is going to come with her own story. Each woman is going to come with her own, her own testimony. She's going to come with her own um, baggage, let's be real. But she's also going to come with her own um, expression of blessing as well. And so I don't expect every woman to have the same outcome. It's not something that I can, I can um, predict because God, only God knows our perfected end, right? That said, I have to do what I need to do to ensure that whatever is done through Tether is done well and it, it does not have any restriction. And so I'm leaning on my writing gift, my writing talent, if you will, and I'm going to do whatever I need to do so that I can establish myself as a master in that area and I can, um, you know, make some money in that place, in that arena, in that field, in that space so that I can also personally fund what I'm doing through this vision and this dream and this mission. That is that. Your girl's, your girl's busy. I'm busy. I think I had three hours of sleep last night. Yep. I think that's about it. And um, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys can hear my voice, like it's not the same because didn't get sleep. And I've been like having so many conversations, just trying to figure out what I'm doing and how I can do that expeditiously. And, um, but I'm excited. I really, really am. I'll say this too. This is the last thing. And then I'm finally going to get into James chapter four, verse six. The last thing I will say is that, um, I know that it's hard to walk by faith. Faith is not easy. Anybody who tells you that faith is easy is not walking by faith. <laughs> they have a very, very good plan and it happens to be working for them. <laughs> they are not walking by faith. <laughs> walking by faith is one of the most difficult things anyone can ever do, especially if your faith is in Jesus. It is challenging to walk by faith, but it is most rewarding to walk by faith. It is walking by faith that allows us to see God move miraculously. It is walking by faith that allows us to abide more deeply with the Lord. It is walking by faith that allows us to see what God has really put inside of us. And um, we would not otherwise have those experiences, have that relationship 
and um, you know, be able to encounter what we do in life without faith. And I just want to say that in the last few days, I've made some decisions that were 100% faith decisions. And I've already seen um, the return of those decisions by way of my heart being glad in the Lord, by way of my mind being more at peace, by way of me looking at the Lord and saying, you really do have this under control and you have this plan for me that you are at this moment unveiling and I'm watching it happen in time, in step, in the moment. And it is a beautiful thing. And I kid you not, I never, ever, ever thought that I would be in this place. And I'm so grateful that I'm in this place now before being established in a very tangible or uh, yeah, in a very tangible way where people can see it and say, oh, I finally see where you've come from. I remember when and now you are here. That's never my goal. But it is a blessing that I can truly say that in my heart, I never thought I would be in this place and here I am. And before I see the full, the fullness or the fulfillment of what it is that God has already promised me, I can sense it. I feel it and I'm excited about it. Um, and so I hope that you are also excited um, for what God has in store for you. Life may look a little crazy right now. The world may look even crazier. Um, but God, God works wonders in chaos. He really does. And he makes beautiful things out of brokenness. And he is faithful. So I pray that you're encouraged by those 13 and a half minutes <laughs> of me just like just unloading everything that's in my heart right now. And there's still so much more. But I do want to do the best I can to um, honor this live recap tonight. So I'm going to jump in to James chapter four. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Okay, James chapter four. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm still amped right now. I don't even know what to say. And I just keep smiling because I'm like, oh my goodness. I see this mountain in front of me, but I know God moves mountains. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one because what, what felt like an un, unbelievable journey, an unbelievable obstacle, if you will, that this year has been and, and that I thought this year would be 
I'm now looking at this mountain like, oh, I'm about to get the best workout ever. Like literally, I feel that in my spirit. I feel like my spirit man is about to work out. <laughs> that's really that's really what it is. So I'm ready for it and I'm praying that the Lord will continue to strengthen me. But let's get into James chapter four. Um, we are at, let's see, verse six. We've been trying to get to verse six for like two weeks. Here we are, and I'm gonna be very brief today. I really am, because it's a simple, simple scripture. But he gives greater grace. God does, he gives greater grace. And this is coming after James calls out the people of God, saying in verse four, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? When you become friendly with the world, you are now becoming hostile towards God. So whatever or whoever wants to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. God wants nothing to do with the ways of the world, with the carnality of the world, with the unspiritual ways of the world, with the demonic <laughs> ways of the world. God cannot have anything to do with evil. So anyone who becomes a friend of the world, carnality, unspiritual you know, behaviors and demonic influence becomes the enemy of God? Or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says that the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely? God is jealous over us and he wants to befriend us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He will not force us to do that, but he desires that. And sometimes we take advantage of that opportunity, that invitation. We ignore him. We disown our, um, our own personal inheritance and uh, we walk away and he allows us to do that. Verse six says, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God gives, uh, I'm sorry, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Once again, God gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That is all of chapter, I'm sorry, verse six. That's it, that's it. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I cannot tell you how many times <laughs> this verse has become a reality in my life. Every single time I am haughty, proud, full of myself, uh, pursuing vain ambition, um, you know, operating with bitter envy, anytime, every time, I behave like that. I do not feel God's nearness. I do not sense God's presence. I do not feel like I'm able to commune with him. It's not because he completely removes himself. He's God and he will always be present, right? David says, even in Sheol, the Lord is there, right? In the depths of the valley, God is there. He is he's there because he's all things. He is he is in all and he is all things. We can't remove God from existence. God is everything. He is beginning and he is time. He everything exists in God. So there's no way that we can remove him from being him. But what we can remove ourselves from is his presence. What we can remove ourselves from is his covering, is his shielding, is his um, desire to be 
amongst us and to dwell with us as we read in these previous verses he wants nothing to do with carnality he wants nothing to do with vain ambition he wants nothing to do with um you know bitter envy he wants nothing to do with the unspiritual mind he wants nothing to do with the one who desires to be influenced by the world or the things of the world or the or the demonic he wants nothing to do with that he cannot have anything to do with that and the root of the heart of the person who pursues after these things is pride and God resists the proud he completely resists them he says no 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 I can't it's only the humble that he gives grace to it's only the humble who are able to experience the fullness of God's grace can you be prideful and remain in the presence of God absolutely not you may think that you're in his presence because you're so prideful <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got this, you religious, adulterous person, right? And you may think that you have access to him as so many in, in the scriptures, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they thought they were so like, oh, yeah, we know everything. We're good. We're in good graces with God. And the Lord was like, mm, brood of vipers, <laughs> your hearts are far from me. I have nothing to do with you. I have nothing to do with the way that you live, the way that you behave, the way that you think. That's the crazy thing. You don't even have to behave a certain way because God knows our thoughts. He knows our mind. He knows our desires. Like he says, you know, what you pray, you have not because you ask not. God knows what it is that you need and what you desire anyway. That's the favorable aspect of God knowing your, your heart. The other side of God knowing your heart is you might put up that facade and try to act like you got you together. But the Lord knows that you've fallen apart on the inside. The Lord knows that you cussing out so-and-so. The Lord knows that you have uh, bitterness towards somebody. I got somebody in my mind right now that I still have to heal from. Like, I still have stuff in my head right now as I'm speaking the word of God. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, as I'm talking about this right now, that's what the word does. It, it shows you yourself, shows you your flaws, not so that you can be beaten over the head about it, but so that you can come to the Lord and be like, yo, you know this anyway. I'm not even praying to the Lord right now. I'm not even asking the Lord anything right now. I'm simply reading his word and trying my best to relay it to, to you guys as I'm learning it myself and I'm growing in Christ myself. And as I'm doing it, the Lord is like, oh, don't forget this person. That's how good God is. That's how gracious God is. That's how merciful. That's the real word. Mercy. 2022. My word for the year. Mercy. That's how merciful God is that God would still allow me to share his word while correcting me at the same time. That's some stuff right there. And it's not that I haven't had this conversation with the Lord about this person or about this situation or anything like that. But in this moment, the Lord sees fit for it to be a teachable one for myself and for you. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because it gives me an opportunity to correct my heart, to be humble again, so that I don't miss out on the grace that he gives those who are humble. If you want to be in right standing with God, be humble. If you want to be seen by God and favored by God, repent. If you want to be in relationship with God, hear him clearly, walk with him in the coolness of the day, walk in step with the spirit, align yourself with his word and humble yourself before him.
we don't get the, the it's, Christianity is not about, um, you know, just coming and saying a quick prayer and then all of a sudden receiving the perks of being a Christian. Oh no, you get that salvation. Don't get it twisted. Your soul is saved. Amen. Even if it's scarcely so, it is saved. But the blessings and the abundance and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace, right? It's sown in peace by those who desire to be humble. You want to be at peace with God? Humble yourself before God. You want to be at peace with God? Humble yourself before your fellow man. You want to be at peace with God? Don't consider yourself any more highly than you ought to. That's the word. That's Philippians chapter 2. God gives grace to the humble, unmerited favor to the humble, opportunity for relationship with him in a deeper way. He gives that to the humble. Experiencing the generosity of God, he gives that to the humble. Empowering of the Holy Spirit to move forward in this life as a, a beacon of light, as salt in the earth, as one who has gifts that should be shared with the, with the rest of the world, he gives that to the humble. But to the one who is proud, he's quiet. To the one, the one who is proud, he, he keeps him his distance. He loves you still, but he keeps his distance. Because again, God's not going to force you to do anything. He's not going to force you to be anything. He's not going to force you to become anything. He won't. He merely invites and then leaves you there so that you can decide. The gift of free will is a beautiful, but if you don't understand how to use it, it can set you up. It can set you up to live a life that is less than the one that God intended you to live. That is not his desire. He desires that you should live this life abundant, right? And that's what James is speaking about in this chapter, pride and humility. And he's breaking it down for us as believers. He's talking about why we wrestle so much within ourselves. He's talking about all the desires that we have that are not in alignment with God and, and why we are not receiving anything from God. We're not receiving because we're not asking. We don't ask because we really don't believe him or we're not asking because we think we know everything. And then we find ourselves in enmity with God. We find ourselves an enemy of God. We find our hearts and our souls hostile towards God because now, quote unquote, he's not listening. Well, he can't because all he hears is blah, 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 blah. He hears no humility. All he hears is I, 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 I. He hears no humility. All he hears is we know, we know, we know. He hears no humility. And he's not, he's not a man, right? He's not going to argue with you. He's God. He's sovereign. He knows all things. He's om omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Everything is in him. So he's not going to argue with him, with you. He's not going to allow you to argue with him. He will simply be at bay, put his hands up and let you do what you do. But in the event that you realize that you're not as near as you were, the opportunity remains for you to come back into his presence and to abide with him beginning first with an apology i.e repentance and just saying god i my bad right lord i'm sorry father forgive me 
Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and renew the right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me, David said. Every time David had a moment, he when he when he may not have been far from God, but his actions, his thoughts were far from God. Before re-entering that space with the Lord, he repented. And those are some of the most beautifully recorded prayers that we have in the Psalms. We write songs about those prayers, but they're coming from the heart of a man who understood the gravity of creation being separated from the Creator. We cannot afford that. So if you desire to have greater grace, if you desire for God to give you greater grace, do not be proud and be resisted. Instead, be humble and receive. That's all I got today. All I wanted to say, that's all I have to say in this moment. And um, I will go live in about two minutes. Um, so if you want to join me on the Wisdom app after listening to this, that's totally fine. If you've been waiting for me for the last 15 minutes, my apologies. And um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be up and ready in a couple minutes. Outside of that, I love you guys so much. Thank you for bearing with me for uh, not being with you guys last week. I pray that you are blessed this weekend. Enjoy your family, enjoy yourself, and enjoy God. Until next time.